0: Welcome back to another episode of the Rational Fanatics. My name is Thomas Shivers. I'm here with Drew and Hyro, and we're joined today by Matt. Intern. Uh, Matt, go ahead and disclose your bias. You're new intern. intern uh, I guess. Uh, uh, my bias? bias
1: is I'm a Ravens fan,
0: and uh,
1: I'm a hardcore Lamar supporter. MVP, as we saw hardcore after week one. Future MVP, MVP. Lamar Jackson. <laughs>
0: All right, we'll get into the whole Lamar Jackson situation, but we got a lot more pressing matters. Uh, we're going to go down the news outlet and talk. We're definitely going to talk about Brown. A lot of people te- took him late in the first round, and those fancy owners want to know what the hell to do with him. Uh, so that's basically what we're going to be talking about uh, from the legal standpoint, what's happening with him, and also uh, just fancy implications from that, the legalities. Uh, but we're going to start with just the basic news feed. Uh, Drew, go ahead with the. Uh, yeah, Harry, I guess. Uh,
2: Hunter Henry is injured again. He fractured
0: where the tibia TV connect. Yep.
2: And then out for an undisclosed amount of time. So that's just unfortunate for a guy who's been injured twice now in his career, in his three-year career.
0: All right. We have Foles with a broken clavicle. Uh, Menchu came in and replaced him. He did pretty well, but Foles will be out. So, anything with the Jaguars is kind of up in the air uh, now that Foles is out. Uh, uh, Tariq Hill was out for six weeks with a collarbone injury. We're going to discuss some fantasy implications there. And then my favorite news article of the week or news headline is Sam Darnold has mono. So, he's going to be out for a week, maybe two weeks. Uh, We'll see how it goes. Uh, Apparently. Matt, you said you, were, you wish he had, like, uh, the Michael Jackson oh, – not Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan. Yeah, I wanted, game. Uh,
1: I wanted Darnold to come in and, you know, then they have the shots of him, like, doing shots of Gatorade, just like with Jordan, and he's like – he looks like death. And they just said, this is, like, the legendary Darnold mono game uh, against the Browns, <laughs> you know.
3: <laughs> against the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: that's good. So, of the other team – the other team had so much talent, but they <laughs> couldn't win a game. And then Sam Darnold just came in and <laughs> won anyway.
1: Yeah, that that sucks for him, and that definitely sucks for the Jets because it seems like um, if he's going to be out for you know more than four weeks, like four to six weeks or something like that with mono, then uh, that that's pretty much that's the end of their
3: season,
0: pretty much. That's tough. Right after that big pick with yeah, Le'Veon, and
3: then Le'Veon ends up going an uh, MRI on his shoulder. So. He said he was fine. He, t- he literally tweeted out that he was fine, though. If you're, go- if you're getting an MRI, now that your quarterback's gone, you're going to be carrying the ball a lot more.
0: Yeah.
3: All right, now we're just going to move right
0: into Brown, Antonio Brown. Uh, He's in trouble. He might be done. We're just going to discuss that real quick. So apparently he has two sexual assault allegations with this woman. Uh, that's his former trainer. And she also accused him of rape in addition to those two sexual assaults. Uh, Matt wrote an article on it. Uh, that's why we have him here. Uh, also, we like him as a person. So we just want to bring him in and <laughs> to discuss the situation. Uh, I read the complaint. Uh, Matt, yeah, did you read I did. the complaint? I, you probably did. Uh, did anyone else read the complaint? I don't think Drew did. Nope.
3: Yeah, I, did. I didn't either. But me...
0: Yeah, oh, hired Oh, hired right, So me, Hyro and Matt are in law school, so we like to read legal things, and that's why we also took so much time to get this episode out, is because we wanted to discuss the Brown situation, and see where it was going to go, but also we were really bad at scheduling when we were going to record. So those are the two reasons we're recording so late. Uh, so Matt, if you want to start us off with uh what your article basically says and well, what you think is going to so happen? So
1: basically, uh couple days ago, uh, filing in uh, Southern District of Florida in the federal court down there, there was uh, Brittany Taylor filed a civil complaint against Antonio Brown, uh, making allegations of uh, sexual misconduct. And also uh, there were several different episodes that eventually uh, escalated up to a, uh, a rape allegation for May of 2018. So uh many people were talking about the the fact that this was a civil complaint and and uh not a, a criminal charge or anything like that which is true uh that is something that uh you know that is a factor in it um there are many reasons why uh one would file on civil rather than criminal uh as we know being in law school the the burden of proof is different it's uh easier to prove a case in civil. Uh, there's different remedies. It's monetary damages as opposed to, you know, Brown going to jail. So, uh, and and we also, it's unclear at this point if there was ever a police investigation that was maybe opened up and then they didn't feel like they had enough evidence to go forward or if there was just never a police investigation conducted. Uh, that's still unclear. So, uh, at this point, the NFL has yet to make a decision on what to do. They opened up an investigation into Antonio Brown and, uh, and they're going to make a determination on suspensions or if he should, uh, whether or not he should be put on the exempt list. And basically from, you know, me, just like my prediction of it is essentially that uh, I believe that tomorrow he's going to be put on the exempt list and uh, he's Basically, when he's on the exempt list, you know, uh, he will be suspended uh, and that he won't be able to play until they render a decision. Uh, and that will probably be after the investigation, which could take weeks. So I think once he's put on the exempt list, uh, then at that point, the Patriots will probably drop him in my, in my eyes. I, I don't think they'll keep him. I don't think they see the need to have a media circus for weeks and uh, judging by how easily they destroyed the Steelers last week. I feel like they are looking at this like we don't even need him. So um, I know Tom, you think differently uh, about that. So if
3: you
0: want to, I mean, I don't, I don't think much differently. I think well, I, so right now the the rape accusation is total hearsay. I mean, Matt, Matt kind of agree on that point, but he did already he limited in text messages to basically ejaculating on this female's back wasn't her was? again? bernie taylor uh yeah he basically admitted to uh jack being on bernie taylor's back uh to her like and those that's evident from just his text messages alone so that act did take place it's just a question of whether that was a consensual act uh but from the text messages it definitely doesn't sound consensual because he's basically cursing at her in those text messages
1: One thing about the complaint Um, that I I think
0: interesting was, I mean,
1: uh, Tom, you said you read it. We're familiar with legal filings, you know, from our work and and school and everything. I don't know if you noticed this when you read it, but it's written in a very different style. It doesn't read like a traditional complaint. They don't, uh, you know, just stick to the bare bones facts of, of what happened. It was very, you know, like it was almost written like an article you know, it was very descriptive and like and it went into a bunch of things that um, really didn't have to do with the case. And it was, you know, seeming to try and get sympathy, which really doesn't work on federal judges, but it works on, you know, lay people reading it. So I, one of the things I noticed right away from the complaint was it was written in a style where it seems like the lawyers knew that the second they filed this, it was going to go public and the public and lay people were going to read it. So they were writing it with that audience in mind knowing that the, the federal judges will just toss all that aside and not really consider it. But the, uh, like the general public at large is going to read this and that would help their case as far as putting public pressure on the uh, Patriots or on the NFL to act and, and ultimately suspend him. And, and uh, yeah, so if you want, if you want to talk about uh, fallout of what we think is going to happen, I mean, I I see. So yeah. I, I think he's I think he's going to be put on the exempt list tomorrow. I think then he's going to get dropped by the Patriots, and I don't think I don't think at that point anyone's really going to pick him up. I think he's just going to be a free agent while he's on the exempt list, and he's going to kind of and his lawyers and and his team are probably going to tell him to just try to settle this, just like you know, lay low, stay stay out of the news, all that all that stuff, and then I think. Ultimately, after a couple weeks, when the investigation's over, the NFL will probably suspend him, I think, for uh, I, I mean, I think it's got to be at least four games from what they've done in the past. Uh, so I think he'll be suspended for, you know, probably four to six games, something like that. And then, so if you think about the timeline of that, then if he's out for, you know, like, let's say three weeks, while they're conducting the investigation and figuring everything out then he's suspended for an additional uh 4 to 6 weeks well now he's missed you know uh 8 to 10 weeks of the season and then he can come back so i think right around that time is when we're going to start ramping up for playoffs and i think i wouldn't be surprised at that point if a a playoff contending team that just needs one extra piece to be a super bowl contender signs him at that point uh So that's kind of like my ultimate prediction, like, you know, for the whole season on what's going to go out for him. So if you're in a deeper fantasy league, I mean, you got to hold on to him for now until like, obviously, until any decisions rendered. But if you're, I I mean, I say if you're in like a deeper, like a 12, 14 I, I, I don't really see a problem in holding on to him. And then, and then, you know, uh, holding out for that kind of the last six weeks of the season and into the playoff, like, like last six weeks of the season, have him for have him ready for your playoffs, you know? Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think
0: that's fair. Uh, I think that he's not going anywhere. If he's not put on the exempt list tomorrow though, I feel like he might play this one game. Uh, if not the case, I really wouldn't like, I wouldn't have enough faith in putting him on my roster, my starting lineup at all. So I would sit him for sure if he was on my roster, which he's not. Uh, I'm not I've got a couple of questions been...
2: on this. Uh, Patriots will yeah. drop him. The exempt list allows them to continue to pay him, and he doesn't count as a roster spot, so the Patriots don't gain anything by dropping him. And I don't think he goes on the exempt list. I think it's such a bad precedent for the NFL, and they're still trying to negotiate a CBA right now. Even well, if people don't they... like it, I don't think they gain anything by putting him on an exempt list for a civil suit right now, because wow. if he's exonerated or cleared of it, it looks really yeah, well, bad for the NFL. they putting players on civil no,
0: suits. That's the one thing I want to say. There actually is no exempt, like it, president, for this matter. Like usually, the exempt list was uh, created to uh, put players on with as criminal accusations or criminal charges against them on the list. So there's actually no president for putting a, a player on a civil on a civil case, even for this kind of conduct. Onto the yeah, list. I, I
1: mean that definitely uh, that definitely makes sense, and it's definitely possible. The thing is uh, you know there's different levels right when you're talking about uh, civil and criminal. I mean there are players like uh, Patrick Chung for the same team the Patriots as you know he is under indictment right now for cocaine possession, and you know he's mm-hmm. still on the team. there's no problem. there's so there's obviously levels to you know drug violation no one really cares, but then it's the fact that in the, uh, accusations are of a sexual nature and the NFL has a reputation in the public of not really taking these things seriously. And I think if they had their way, you know, if they like how they probably feel is that they don't, they would rather just let this thing, uh, figure itself out in the courts and then, you know, uh, And make a decision from there, but they've already set the precedent ahead of time of, you know, separate from all of the other from the judicial system, we're going to investigate and render a decision completely separately. I mean, you saw that with Ezekiel Elliott, who was, there was a a criminal complaint against him. And he, and it it was uh, seen to be not really much of anything, but he was suspended for four games and they weren't going to take that back. So uh, and as far as the Patriots go and whether they keep him, they could obviously keep him. And, but I, I think they're going to look at this. And, and, I mean, if you saw the press conference uh, after Antonio Brown's uh, first practice, he uh, Belichick was not having it. I mean, the press was on him about it. He yeah. looked pissed. He didn't want to answer any questions. Neither did Tom Brady. I think this team is just going to look at it, especially – I mean, let's not forget the whole dynamic with Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft. This team is going to look at it, and they're going to be yeah. like, I, you know what, we don't even need him. Why are we taking on this
3: distraction? We're, we're just going to yeah, let him go. Well, what Matt just said, even if we just look at the a football first ahead. Go ahead.
2: So if the Patriots were intending to – if the Patriots thought he was going to be on the exempt list, why would they trade away Demarius Thomas right after, you know, you know, a day or two why well, they, the, traded they, away, they traded him away after the announcement came out. Uh, if they thought there was a chance. Why would they trade away a receiver who already knows the playbook and is already in house?
1: Well, I mean, I, I might be wrong, but I think they traded him before all this happened. They traded on
2: for uh, his. Interview.
3: Yeah, they traded him the day before, I think. I don't believe. Was it? I think they traded him a day yeah, before I it was that I think they, they traded up.
1: him right before it happened.
3: And, and, and people, yeah, people are saying that. Antonio Brown, or his people told the Patriots about this allegation, even though he might have known. So, I like the mm-hmm. Patriots knew this allegation was coming, and they still traded the player. So,
0: I mean, one thing that I mean, I'm hearing from other people that like are kind of just reading the news headlines and not like reading all the matters, where they like, they don't know how it works out like legally. Is that like why isn't there criminal charges filed? It could also be like. Like Matt was talking about, it's like a strategic thing on Brittany Taylor's part because there's already president set forth that players that are criminally criminally charged are put on the exempt list or suspended. Uh, if she is trying to make some money uh, off of it, which she, if these allegations are true, she should be compensated uh, to try to make her whole again. Uh, basically, she wants him to continue working and making money so she can like get that money. You know, you, yeah. you understand me. Like if he's if he's like suspended, I mean they do get paid if they're still on the exempt list technically, but usually these exempt list goes hand in hand with almost a suspension. So she would want him to keep like earning money in order to like make sure she gets her compensation after the civil suit. Which I actually do agree with you that the the complaint was written in a prose mm-hmm. manner. Uh, now that I'm thinking of it, uh, the the attorneys were definitely aware that this was going to go. I guess viral or just hit the media by storm. Uh, it was, but it was still a very well crafted complaint. It, it, it would seem that some people think it's hearsay, but there is definitely facts that go in her direction, even though it is an approach. Right. And we don't, we don't know what else they
1: have. We know we, the text messages, I, I, we've seen those from the complaint, but we don't know if they have anything else, if that's it, or if they have any other yeah. evidence to support it. I also saw people bring up the, Yo, the timing of the complaint. Like the timing just seemed too—it was co- like too much of a coincidence, you know—that it was oh, right when he joins the the Patriots, then uh, oh, of course this this comes out. But um, you know, mm-hmm. well as as we know, these things take weeks and and you know potentially months. And uh, so, this has probably been in the works for a pretty long time and. On top of that, we know that Antonio Brown's people knew about this uh, because likely what they did was they sent to uh, they sent a complaint like what they had over to Antonio Brown's people and were saying, you know, we're going to file this unless you want to settle this outside of court. And uh, and they probably didn't get back to him. And then that's what happened.
3: This Um, is
0: this is probably not going to see a courtroom. Uh, I would. If, yeah, Antonio Brown, if Antonio Brown wants to continue playing this, playing in the football league, I would make sure this never sees a, a courtroom. If I was him, uh, Drew Rosenhaus, who's his uh, his uh, manager um, agent, uh, he wants <laughs> I, he's the like the second victim, other than this woman who is obviously the victim. He's probably the second victim in all this because he's working overtime with Antonio Brown and he's losing all this money,
1: yeah. potentially
0: all the money. Uh,
1: he's, he's got, he's he got doesn't a wanna, problem client.
0: Exactly, and he doesn't want to answer any questions on like, on the sexual assault thing. He's like, yeah, we're going to let that – because he's got – Anthony Brown's got separate attorneys other than his agent handling his this civil matter.
1: Yeah, uh, and uh, he,
0: so,
1: I, so uh, one last thing I'll say on it just real quick is that uh, on the fact of whether the Patriots are going to keep him or not, or whether and what they're going to do with that uh i i didn't see anything from practice today i don 't know if they had practice if he was out there practice today, but he was in the, did, he was in the gym today he was in the gym so what what I did see was he was on the field and practice yesterday. if you notice he was wearing a temporary jersey just number one uh he was not wearing you know his number his name he was just wearing number one no name temporary jersey today so I mean, that should probably tell you enough. They, He's wearing a temporary jersey. He's going to be a temporary player for him.
0: That's fair. And I, I bet Antonio Brown is very upset that he angered Big Ben now because Big Ben got out of a similar situation back in the day. <laughs> so he probably wants a reference to what his attorney and his arguments he did to get out of the situation. But uh, if these allegations are true, he's in a bad spot, and rightfully so. Uh yeah. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we're going to – that's all we have on the Antonio Browns. anyone else have anything to say on the Antonio Brown situation? I think we covered most of what's going on. No? Okay. No. Uh, I don't think so Drew's gonna, in here. No, yeah. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We're going to get Drew back in here, and we're going to do the week one recap. Uh, so uh, we'll see you guys after this break. All right, welcome back. We're going to go into the week one recap. Uh, pretty pretty good games, actually, uh, starting with a, a not a good game. We'll, we'll let Matt talk a little bit about it. But uh, Miami is tanking. Uh, their players are trying to get out of there because they think they are tanking, uh, and they don't want to bring their player value down while the team is just trying to get a higher draft pick, basically. Um, but Matt, you want to – Talk about the Ravens Ravens' performance now. Yeah, so I'm
1: situation.
0: trying not to get
1: too excited about it or try not to take away anything from it just because the – I mean, the Dolphins are tanking. Uh, still, you know, the, I thought the offense looked really good, obviously, and, uh, you know, you can take it with a grain of salt. They still dropped 59 points on another NFL team, and, you know, that doesn't happen every week, even for, you know, a terrible team. You know, it's still pretty rare to uh, – Drop 59 on someone so i thought uh all in all lamar jackson was making some pretty good throws uh running game looked good and everything looked really solid for the ravens
0: that's fair uh i hope Lamar continues to grow uh, i think he's a pretty good quarterback i he gets a lot of a lot of heat for uh running more than he does like throwing the ball so no, he gets a lot of heat because he's a generally inaccurate quarterback. Inaccurate. C. Drew thinks he's super inaccurate. He's just young, you know. We'll see how it goes. The next game we have is the the Packers versus the Bears. It's very um, a very slow game. Uh, the Bears defense kind of took over early, but the Bears defense, the Bears offense is just non existent. Uh, they seemed better last year. I think it was just because of they because they had a pretty. Clever play calling. What the heck? Uh, they had a pretty clever play calling to get uh, their running backs and Trubisky uh, out and out and rolling out and then getting people open, the wide receiver, just extending the play. And I just didn't see a lot of that. I think Trubisky was getting pressured a lot, not passing the ball accurately like usual, and the offense literally couldn't take off because of it. So, But Drew, you had an opinion on Aaron Rodgers' performance? Uh, no, it's I can't find
2: what I'm looking for, but uh
0: trying to find it. I know Mitch Trubisky
2: was the second most pressured quarterback in the NFL last week, so that did have something to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then I think part of it, too, is that I think the, uh, the Green Bay defense is significantly better than they were last year. So it's kind of – it's still week one. It's a little early, but I think we'll see by the end of the season that it's just they have a phenomenal
0: defense and a great defensive line. Okay. Uh, we're going to move on to the game of the week. Uh, the Saints versus the Texans. And as everyone knows, uh, I made clear that the Texans are my dark horse. It's not changing after this game. That was a great game all the way to the end. I think 17 points were put up in the last three and a half minutes of the game, uh, which was absolutely crazy. Uh, so the Saints versus Texans, great game. Uh, two great, I think two top five teams. Uh, I, I don't know if I, I'm the only one with that opinion or is that high in the Texans, but I'm even though the Texans lost, I'm not shying away from the fact that they're my dark horse. I think they're going to go in this week and still be strong. Uh, Hopkins looks as good as ever. Even though he had two early drops, I think it's just first game jitters. I don't think it's really too much to worry about because, I mean, that's probably more drops than he had almost all combined last year. There was not many drops by Hopkins last year, if I'm correct. Uh, I think he had maybe one. <laughs> But the Saints, uh, Alvin Kamara, slow start, but heated up on the second half. It's not much other to say, like, Drew Brees, just accurate as ever. I think the Texans lost that game because um, the, 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 the de- their defense is their defense... not great. I,
2: I said it in our preseason. I said their secondary wasn't good, and what happened? No, they, they called the a wrong wasn't play. Good.
0: Like, they were playing off the wide receivers in the, in the last play of the game, and they let them get that seven yards for the field goal. Hiro, what happened to that cornerback? Because this coach messed oh, up the play cornerback. Court. He got
3: fired. Aaron Colvin, thirty-four million. They signed him for thirty-four million, and then they decided oh, to fire. The Jaguar. Him. Yeah,
0: he's getting seven million dollars from them now. to sit on the to sit at
3: home yeah. and do nothing.
0: I just think that was a definitely a coaching mistake. Having the DBs in that uh in that zone uh and just to have a reflex to fire that cornerback because he didn't play up on him that's it wasn't his fault like all if you watch that play all the defensive backs were at least six yards off the ball and then you you always backpedal twice at the snap of the ball so that's seven yards and that's well they only needed six <laughs>
2: Col-
0: yeah colvin's not been good when he's been in the texans anyways
2: so it's it's kind of a. This was the straw that broke animals back for them, but the lack of a GM is kind of the problem there in Houston, and that's why you're seeing them overpay for tonsil, shipping away cl- uh, Clowney for nothing, firing yeah, Evan Colvin after yeah. this game. It's just it's it's a problem with it's, even tonsil's coaching staff. Well, more sorry, go, uh, going I
3: was gonna say even tonsil, their yeah. their their new uh, who they traded uh, Clowney for wasn't even that good.
0: I mean, he was—he was our. He, was right. I mean, he gave up a sack. He was there for five but, days. Yeah, he to so. learn to. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't know how much uh, complicated blocking schemes Texans are running, but. Yeah, part of it is he's now you know he has to, he's not used to pass block long per Back there a little longer, he'll scramble a little bit. There'll be an adjustment, and then was the sack against uh, Cam Jordan Dino, or was it? I don't, uh, I don't
0: know Marcus who exactly Dabbing it was. But if I was that cornerback on the Texans, I would try to get on the Saints because they kept the cornerback that led up the Minnesota Miracle on their team. So <laughs> – Hey,
2: that was a rookie safety. Come on, man. Uh, Marcus Williams was – he actually had a good year. Marcus Williams had a good year, and he had one bad play. I know.
0: But it was for the playoffs, so tough. No, Eric
2: – Colvin will end up, he'll end up in, like uh, – I, I don't
0: know. who's got Someone who's got a bad nickel corner. We're going to move on. I'll speak briefly about the Giants. Uh, the Giants – they're bad on defense. They the Giants had no QB pressure, and they have, they're soft over the middle. Uh, Bathea uh, or Bethea got smoked twice or three times on like back to back plays. They were just throwing in his direction. Uh, so literally this is the same. It looked like the same exact play. They had two scoring drives off of right up, right over the middle, right up the seam. Uh, two touchdowns. Never got back into it. So, it was very tough to watch the Giants, uh, as a Giants fan, the, the lose like that just because they were losing on, like, the same play every time. It just it gets frustrating. Uh, That's all real. I really had to say. They just needed to fix the defense. Uh, I thought they were – they fixed the offensive line. The offensive line looks fine. Squam Barkley looks fine. The wide receiver, cores course, even though they're, they're so battered or suspended, it's not even that bad. Uh, I just think it's mostly the defensive problem. Uh, and the offense just can't keep up. They're not good enough to – keep up with the score being that high. Uh, moving on to the Colts. Uh, what do you guys think about the Colts? Uh,
2: I wasn't able to watch this game much, but I did kind of – I caught only the tail end, and they do seem pretty soft. You know, they're not going to roll over. I didn't think they were going to be, you know, a two-win team without luck. And so their ability to kind of still stay with, you know, teams like the Chargers and stuff is encouraging.
0: Yeah, I think I think uh, Jacoby Brissett looked pretty good, even – even though they don't have luck uh, at the helm, I think Jacoby's doing a pretty good job. And the defense is still the best I've seen a Colts defense throughout my whole life. So
2: Marlon Mack looks really good. I don't good. think they're going to be that bad. It mean, is the best defense they've had in recent oh, memory, I
0: think. Yeah, Marlon Mack looks actually pretty good. He had a great, great fantasy day as well. Yeah, I think he ran for like one second. Uh, he did. He ran for a lot. Uh, one second. Let me pull that up. But it was – like when I looked at how many yards he actually ran for, I was actually amazed. Uh, yeah, he
1: had a he had a great so, game, and uh yeah, I was pretty surprised at how
0: good he did overall. One seventy four. He he's averaging seven yards a carry. He had one touchdown, a sixty three yard long run, and then but he had twenty five touches. So yeah. that's it a lot of touches for them,
1: as is expected.
0: Uh. Going into the next one, Kyler Murray, he had early struggles in the game, but he had a late-game surge to cause the draw. Like, you don't see that <laughs> in, a lot in the NFL. Uh, but I was hoping he would, like, kind of win the game. Uh, that would be crazy. Uh, but do you think he's similar QB to uh, Lamar, Matt, or do you just think he's just his own person? Uh, I,
1: I don't think he's similar to Lamar. I think he's uh, – I mean – as a rookie, if you were to look at Lamar as a rookie and then Kyler, he's, he's – Kyler's probably uh, farther ahead on a, uh, on a throwing, on an accuracy standpoint. Uh, Kyler's not nearly – You mean the part that's a QB? Yeah, Kyler's not nearly the uh, athlete that Lamar is, though. and uh, He's not far off. Well, I mean, uh, I, it's tough to evaluate him after one game, and especially – he tied at home the – the Lions, and Lamar's 7-1 uh, and one oh, in okay. We're using QB wins. We're going QB. So, I mean...
0: <laughs> uh, so, Jackson, why? Uh, wait, did Lamar, Lamar Jackson win the Heisman?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, it's Heisman versus Heisman.
2: Yeah.
0: We'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah, uh, which, I, one of in... them, which one of them was actually like competitive for a national title? Oh. It wasn't Lamar. Oh, my God. I was uh, actually very impressed by one of Kyler Murray's throws late, in, early early in the overtime, his throw uh, to Larry Fitzgerald for like 50 yards or so. It was like
2: – I didn't think Larry Fitzgerald could still get down the field that.
0: I know. That's honestly,
2: it was a great throw.
0: It was a great that was throw. It was shocking. When he threw it that deep, I was like, this is just a a send. It's not it's – like I'm, this is going to probably just be a jump ball somewhere. But it was a perfect big throwing ball hit Larry Fitzgerald in stride. I was pretty impressed by that throw. Uh, and then they stalled at the 10-yard line and had to kick a field goal, and then they drew. Uh, so it was unfortunate after that throw that they had to go, walk home with the draw, but it's still a pretty good performance late in the game by Kyler getting back. Well, there was one play before overtime where I saw, like, a very better move. You don't see this from a rookie at all. It's like he was running with the ball to get the first down. But instead of getting the first down, he literally ran 30 yards parallel to get a bounce and save time. You don't see that from a rookie ever. To get just the urgency to get out of bounds like that, especially when you're 30 yards away from the out of, the boundary, <laughs> he literally just like turned sideways, like I mean, like just a whole straight perpendicular to what he was running, out of bounds. It's pretty funny to watch, but it was definitely a, a heads up play by Kyler, and definitely not a rookie play. Uh, moving on, uh, the Vikings, uh, did what Vikings were suspected to do. They just they won, right? They so, ran but, the ball and. They ran the ball yeah, and,
1: I mean they ran the ball and played deep Falcons, uh, the perfect Mike Zimmer the football Falcons games. surprised me I mean they looked like re- really bad, I mean the offense looked I, I i thought they would do a lot I thought they would lose that game, you know, uh, but I definitely think didn't think they were gonna be you know like deep in the third quarter with no points on the board,
0: yeah, this is what threw me off like i when I recapped the game after watching the ending of it. Dalvin Cook looks great. He ran the ball 21 times, 111 yards, two touchdowns. I thought he looked amazing. He's on my fantasy team. Made me a very happy guy that day. But then I looked up, over the, like, stat report again, and they threw the ball 10 times. The Vikings threw the ball only 10 times. Cousins only – he completed eight of them for one touchdown. They won that game by two scores by throwing the ball 10 times. Yeah. I was like, that was unheard of. So I don't know whether Atlanta was just not playing well at all, or because Matt Ryan threw the ball 46 times, they were throwing the ball all over the place. They couldn't catch up. They couldn't run on anybody or anyone. And Kirk Cousins could have just took taking the day off apparently and just let Dalvin Cook run the offense. So I I don't know what's going on there with Atlanta, but. Matt Ryan, in order for them to win, usually Matt Ryan has to have an MVP season, which didn't look like he got sacked four times, two interceptions. So the only reason Falcons are good is when Matt Ryan is on his game. And there's no running situation there, apparently. I don't know whether it's the blocking or Freeman's not who he used to be. But... Uh,
2: they did lose two offensive linemen, and then they were down, so they had to start throwing the ball to keep back, catch back up and – they're de- and, you know, they don't, they don't have a pass rush. They don't have any kind of defensive pass rush to slow down an opposing quarterback or an opposing run game. And they kind of showed in this game.
0: Yeah, 46 times is a lot of throws uh, uh, to me, unless you're Tom Brady, who throws the ball. But <laughs> Kyler Murray threw fi- – going back to Kyler Murray, he threw 54 times. He only completed, like, 29 of them. But, like, 54 times for a first game rookie, I thought that was insane play calling. <laughs> Brian, I, don't even yeah. know. Had, I thought that was pretty 40, wild. two dropbacks, I guess, because you
2: got some of the sacks in there, but he's got – that's fourth highest in the NFL this week. Last
0: week. So, he he was fourth highest in dropbacks. And then uh, the final game we're talking about is uh, – most surprising to me, actually, is the – which is kind of weird how it's surprising, is the Browns got absolutely smoked. 43-13 uh, to – uh, Mayfield looked absolutely terrible with this sophomore season start. Uh, I don't know what I don't even know what's going on. They have so much talent on that team with OBJ, uh, Jarvis Landry. That
2: offensive line's not Nick good. Nick Chubb.
0: Yeah, it's starting to look like the Giants got the better half of that trade with the offensive line move.
2: Yeah, that was, it's since, a, uh, yeah, that was a weird move. I never, I didn't understand the trading a good offensive guard for a middling pass rusher.
0: But three interceptions by Mayfield Just can't really recover. After two, uh, he was also sacked five times, yeah. so he was definitely getting pressured a lot. But Odell was targeted eleven times, so that bodes well for fantasy owners who have Odell. But Jarvis, people who thought Jarvis was special for
2: keeping uh, Odell from complaining too, yeah.
0: Jarvis Nancy was also targeted seven times, so I don't. I knew he was still going to get the uh, amount of reps he deserved. Uh, you know what, uh, Njoku's uh, targets? Oh, six targets. On? Yeah, six targets. Okay, one that's touchdown. So, that's solid. That's solid for a, yeah. uh, a tight end. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, six targets alone is, sol- is you
0: know, that's a solid number to see to a tight end in that offense too. Uh, does, does anyone else send up any takeaways from week one? Like, that's all I – I saw. I, I mean, know. yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, you know, Minshew played really well. I thought he was a little bit in I there, agree. and then,
2: you know, nobody wants to hear about it, but uh, the Jaguars started a guy who was supposed to be a right guard at left tackle this week, and he allowed two pressures against Frank Clark and no sacks. I mean, it's a it's something that isn't being mentioned or talked about. It's just something I think kind of needs to be thrown out that he did have a a really good game from a guy who's in his first NFL game playing an entirely new position to him.
3: Okay.
1: Uh, I mean, uh, the other takeaway that I had that we didn't really talk about was just the fact that the Patriots, I mean, came out and just absolutely oh. dominated the Steelers. And this, uh, yeah. I don't know if it was the Steelers not looking like the Steelers that we're used to or if it was just the Patriots being, you know, above and beyond – uh, the high standards that they set for themselves, but I mean, they did. They looked really scary as a team. That's going to have to play them, and like, uh, like the Ravens got to play them in like eight, like week eight or something. Not looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, and the Raiders, the Raiders won, which is pretty easy. It wasn't, e- it wasn't really an easy win, but it's like just watching the game. It looked like they handled they look, the Broncos fairly easily.
3: Like uh, even after drama,
0: they yeah, were comfortable,
3: so, which was very surprising.
0: Yeah, they, like, from what happened with A.B., before the second issue with A.B., the first issue with A.B., they just didn't seem like they were shook. Like, uh Mike Maylock and uh Gruden just handled the whole situation well. And Gruden, after the game, he, like, went around, like, the stadium shaking fans' hands. I never see that ever with head coaches. So, he's just trying... To like, but they're also trying to build uh, a better fan base, or not better fan base. Like the the black hole is a great they're fan trying to base. send off. Yeah, they're they're trying to send them off and get them
2: to come look, out to Oakland. To yeah.
0: Oakland. Yeah. it's like a thirty dollar
3: yeah. flight to with, Vegas. With They'll
2: get
1: there. Yeah, and with Shoot. that game too, of uh, Flacco did not yeah. look good at all. So I was uh, I was not really missing him. He looked like a statue <laughs> back there. <laughs>
0: Uh, right, uh, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to move on to week two, uh, some games that we think I should watch, but enjoy uh, the music that I pick, or if you're listening on anything but Anchor, the little sound bit I put in there. It's probably going to be five seconds long. It's probably going to be stupid, but you're welcome. Uh, see you guys in a second. We'll see if it actually shows up. And we're back. All right, sorry. <laughs> we're back. Uh, we're going to start off uh, the week two. Uh, basically games that we're taking a close eye on is with the Vikings and the Packers. It's a NFC North matchup. Uh, the Packers coming off of a, just, just a, a hard uh, offensive uh, task against the, the Bears defense and pulling away a win there. I don't think the Vikings defense is as good as it used to be, like or was two years ago, but it's still decent enough to put up a fight. But the Vikings offense is much better apparently. And the The Bears, the Bears offense. So, I I feel like that's just definitely going to be a higher scoring game than the Packers had last uh, week. And we'll see if they can put up points with Devontae Adams. Uh, and do they even have any other weapons? I don't think they have any other weapons <laughs> other than Devontae Adams,
2: Scantling, and I mean Jimmy Graham looked all right on Thursday Night Football. Oh, Jimmy Graham as a you know just kind of as a red zone option for him. Yeah, Jimmy, and then Marcus Allen Scantling still is a
0: uh, You know, kind of stretch the field deep, Um, and then the Colts versus the Titans. Uh, I feel like that's gonna be a good battle. Now that uh, I feel like the Titans got a free win last week, and now they had to go against the Colts, and that defense is definitely uh, more. Just it's definitely better than who they versed. Who did the Titans verse? I just completely blanking on it right now. Browns. The Browns. Yeah. Titans played the Browns. Yeah, the Colts are definitely, the Colts defense is definitely better than the Browns' uh, the defense for sure. Uh, but Darius, uh, Darius I mean, Leonard. Were, were you going to say something? You said, I mean, and then to say something, <laughs> you didn't say anything. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, well, you were talking, so I cut off, but I'm like, so I saw him, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think the Browns. You know, Browns and Colts, I don't think their defenses and offenses are that far apart. I just think the Colts might have a better offensive line, so it helps – so it'll be interesting to see if the Titans yeah. can get pressure like they did Quinn on Baker. Nelson. And then I think they're de- – but I think the defense is a that far maniac. Apart.
0: Uh, uh, see. Oh, hopefully – I mean, I think it's going to be the game of the week. Uh, the Saints versus the Rams. I mean, it was a big game last season. It probably isn't going to be again. But one thing I noticed about the Saints uh, during the game is you're not going to be able to run a West Coast kind of offense on them. They were covering the field uh, from boundary to boundary. Uh, they were fast. Uh, I don't think you're going to be able to run outside on the on the Saints defense. You're going to have to run right at them with uh, some power running or throw it right at them. Uh, there's no way there's any team beating them with speed. I haven't seen a faster defense yet.
3: You sure? Uh, this season. Hopkins and um, I forget the other wide receiver from Houston. They caught two pretty easy passes down the middle. They did, but it
0: wasn't like they beat them by a mile. It was it oh, wasn't like, oh.
3: one of those where it was it was embarrassing. I mean, I mean they, they,
0: they, I mean, they could have been. The a blue- Texans have talented wide receivers, so I'm not going to say that. No, they- good. Talented. Yeah, they're still willful. Yeah, yeah still so a I'm just saying to you're not gonna against run, against... but mostly you're not gonna run sideline to sideline. You have to run right at the Saints' defense because they were not letting anyone outside the tackles.
2: No, you pick on you pick on their linebackers. Their linebackers aren't that great. You pick on the linebackers. they most of their their corners aren't that great. They're a little overrated, for the most part. You can pick on their secondary. You can pick on their linebackers. You run as far away from Aaron Donald as you can as you possibly. I can. Not, I'm not
0: talking about the I'm talking about the Saints' defense being fast. Not the Rams. Uh the
2: Saints. Yeah. I guess they're they're
0: kind of... Yeah, no, Saints. I think the
2: Saints secondary is overrated. Cam Jordan's good. Like they're they have a solid defensive line, but if you can get, you can kind of yeah, hit them on the
3: go, second you level. Just, you can uh, hurt them. Pick on the linebackers.
0: All right, and then the next game we got the Browns versus the Jets. Drew, go ahead. You got an opinion?
2: Uh, yeah, this is a must-win for the Browns, especially with Sam Darnold <laughs> getting mono. If they lose this, they're kind. Of, I think they kind of end up spiraling. It's it's an ugly look if you lose to the who's who's the quarterback for the Jets this week? Without I I oh no, so it's
1: it's Patrick Simeon. Honestly, I think.
2: start get guessing. Patrick I look Simeon,
1: it up. Or Trevor Simeon.
0: Start looking it up. Oh, I Trevor think
1: Simeon. that's who it is.
0: I can't believe you just said that. I didn't even think of looking that up. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it it's is
2: Trevor Simeon.
0: That's not terrible. Right? That's not a – he like a
2: terrible. Yeah, is not a terrible, but I mean still.
0: That's fair. Y- y- I, wait, what do you think you think he got it from uh, actually uh kissing or you think he's just sharing too much Gatorade around a locker
3: room? <laughs> no, uh I don't even no, know. The, the obvious know.
1: answer is that Demarius Thomas had it and the Patriots <laughs> traded him to give it to
0: uh, <laughs> to give it to Sam Darnold. It's, Bel- it's Belichick. That's what it's the a... only pa- <laughs> time the only reason he finally traded with the Jets. <laughs> it's playing warfare. <laughs> evolved. That was the first time he ever made a trade with the Jets. Finally like that was a like weird stat. Like he's that's he ha- has traded with every team but the Jets up until this week and the player he trades is just biological warfare <laughs> 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 to the Jets for like for like cutting or like for not paying him or whatever like so long ago or just walking out on him. That's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, Like, what was it like This episode of, like, Blue Mountain stayed in that locker room when they all used
3: to say? All
0: right, we'll, we'll move on from that. Um, uh, Matt, you can take the Cardinals versus the Ravens because I know you like the Ravens. Uh, yeah, I mean,
1: I'm not particularly worried about this game. Home opener, I think the Ravens are going to crush it. Uh, I think the running backs are going to have a field day. Lamar will throw a couple touchdowns and uh, Earl Thomas will probably have a pick um, probably like, I don't know, probably three, four sacks. So I think it's going to be just another solid game. Ravens, I mean, just completely lucked out being able to start the year with the Dolphins Cardinals. I mean, that couldn't have ended up better, especially when in their division, you've got the Steelers starting with the Patriots, the uh, Bengals went on the road, went on the road with, uh, with, uh, I'm blanking on who they played. They played Seattle, right? And uh, and then the Browns. So the Ravens definitely got the the good deal
0: there. Ooh. Who we lose? Drew's lagging in and out. Jeez. All right. Uh, we'll we'll just move on without Drew for a 2nd we <laughs> uh, we'll get him back in here. Uh, we have the Jags and the Texans next. Um, both are zero and one. And uh, I'm sure he's now texting me. <laughs> uh, both are 0-1. I think the Texans are going to win this game against the Jaguars just because the Jags uh, had a QB injury. I don't think Menchue, as a rookie, is going to have enough first-team uh, snaps to really go in and, and beat the Texans, who just looked almost like they were going to beat the best team in the NFL this past week. So I think the Texans are going to go in there and just hand it to them. But we'll see. I think it's going to be a good game. Because uh, the Jags' defense could hold, could keep the, could keep them in it, but I think altogether the Texans will move the ball on them. Uh, and then the last game we have is the Seahawks versus Steelers. I don't know. The Steelers just got beat. And I don't know. I feel like this is going to start moving now. Uh, they're not going to get rolling at all this season again. They came into this season like we have no more distractions. We're going to come in and win. We don't have A, B. We don't have to worry about Bell with money issues. Uh, we got Big Ben and it's all we need. And then they came in and they got absolutely smacked by the Patriots. Uh, Belichick just perfect game. It's a perfect game against them. Uh, and then the Seahawks, they won their opening game. And Russell Wilson's always a decent quarterback. I don't think anyone else would say anything different. But against it was against Cincy, who we were predicting earlier, as the worst team in the league. They didn't even seem as bad as I thought they were going to be, and they kept it close. But Yeah. They still, so They won that game.
1: So, so with the, with the Seahawks-Bengals, I, I thought the Seahawks didn't really look that good. I mean, compared because I, I don't think the Bengals are very good at all. And, uh, you know, that was a pretty tight game. So, I think this will be interesting to see. Uh, are the Seahawks, like, actually pretty good? Or – you know how are they, or maybe the Bengals are better than we thought they were. But then, this is—I uh, mm-hmm. know Drew was saying it earlier. This is a huge game for the Steelers. I mean, if if they come out and start zero and two, uh, and you know they had two tough opponents, sure. But I mean, that's that's a really rough start for them, especially if they if they go zero and two and the Ravens go two and zero, and then you uh, you know that's that's just a really tough go for them. So this is a huge game for them. I think they. Pretty much, they gotta win this game, and they gotta they gotta win it in good fashion. I think they gotta turn turn everything around after last week.
3: Yeah, Juju has yeah, to show I, that he could be a on number one receiver as well. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I was he was he had to be really upset. He like dropped that one ball that could have brought him the next the playoffs or the second the next series of the playoffs. But that was just tough to watch. But I think Juju is pretty good. He's just got to be able to handle the the increase in reps, and maybe even maybe even the double coverage because Antonio Brown's not there to take the the coverage off him. It is
1: good for them that it's uh, in Pittsburgh because if it was in Seattle, I, I don't think they'd win it if it was in Seattle. But um, that is – so, I don't know. I think that's going to be a good game.
0: Yeah. So, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I mean, the Steelers are happy that they're winning what could be a, a terrible media situation if Antonio Brown was still on – their team, Drew. but at the same time, they still have to win on. They still have to win on the field, and we'll see. We'll see if that happens this week. Uh, so that was our week two games that we probably should watch. We're gonna move into bets, uh, but we have to take a quick break just get Drew back in here. <laughs> so uh, we'll see you guys in a second. <laughs> and
3: we're
0: and we're back again. Uh, we got Drew again, uh, so we're all here. Uh, yeah, our technical problems. We're like. To, to tell you where we are with our technology is it's equivalent to a forest fire and we're spitting on it to try to make it go away. <laughs> we're like band-aiding, band-aiding it all over the place, but we we'll, we say we'll figure it out, but realistically we're trying, but we probably won't. Uh, we won't. Uh, so we're going to move we on to bets now. Uh, I'm in rec- referring to only NFL bets currently. Uh, I'm in the lead with I'm one and zero and Drew and Jiro are o and one. Uh, Drew took the Browns uh, the cover and they got absolutely slaughtered. Hiroyo took uh, I was zero oh, oh, and one.
3: What do you mean you're zero oh, oh and one? Yeah, if you took the hook. I you wouldn't have lost money. So.
0: Oh yeah, but you didn't say to take <laughs> the hook, Hiroyo. Yeah,
3: that's why I gave myself a draw.
0: Oh okay so i I did I said exactly what was gonna happen. Greg Zerlin's just gonna cover the minus two and a half. look at the defense in the eyes, kick a field goal, and it's exactly what he did. He covered. It was his easy cover easy bets. uh this week, I'm going to take the Cowboys to cover the minus five uh against the Redskins. The Redskins could not run on the Eagles and they won't they definitely won't run on the Cowboys with their their defense their linebackers are crazy good like I said I think their defense is underrated. Even with the linebacking cord the way it is, the Eagles with no, basically, I think the Eagles have no running back one or official running back one, and they ran for over 100 yards. Uh, The Cowboys will definitely do more than that with Zeke at the helm. The Zeke's basically just going to eat them up. And my third reason I think the Cowboys are going to cover minus five is the Redskins were just sloppy playing uh, last week. They had 12 penalties for 96 yards. That's just, you're basically just giving a whole. Like basically giving a touchdown away. That's 96 yards. It's almost a whole football field, free, free yards. So those are three reasons I think the Cowboys are going to cover minus five against the Redskins this coming week. So uh, whoever's next, go ahead.
3: I have the Chargers covering two and a half against the. Sorry, I lost my notes. Against the yeah, So I think uh, the way Detroit played last week against the Cardinals, I mean, they had a game, and they just let Kyle Kyle Murray come back. So I think the Chargers played well enough against the Colts to be able to beat Detroit by over two-and-a-half points.
2: That's fair.
3: Uh, Drew, go ahead.
2: Uh, I took the Bills to cover at minus one-and-a-half. I took them entirely because there's a very small over under and I think the bills are better than the
0: giants. So that should be
2: a Yeah, I think,
0: them. I think the bills are going to eat the giants up. I uh, realistically, uh, I think the bills are completely underrated this season. I, I would take that bet too. Uh, Matt, I know you're not used to the bets, uh, but do you have a lock in bet?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, I would definitely lock in the Eagles to cover over the Falcons. Uh, they're minus two right now. Uh, I just think the Eagles are way better than the Falcons. Falcons look terrible against the the Vikings, so I think the Eagles are going to come out and I mean they'll they'll easily cover two points.
0: Yeah, who was joking that they were going to have the the, the Patriots cover? a lot of, that, that. spread that spread is crazy. I mean, I but would. they are. I would I would still probably take the bet, but
3: if, I if Lamar lock it Jackson play so many, come on, not Brady.
0: The Patriots Dolphins spread. I'm not saying to take it. It's 18 and a half right now in favor
3: of the Patriots. I that <laughs> would say if you wanna play loose and go- loosey goosey with your money, take it. Why not? <laughs>
0: that's like that's like a, a SEC versus an FCS team <laughs> almost spread. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna we're just gonna move straight in. I know we usually take a break between bets, but we took a break earlier, so we're just gonna move straight into fantasy. Uh us reserve some time here. Um we're just gonna go over how we guys how we did this week and uh basically some pickups to who we think you should drop, some sleepers. Uh I did pretty well. I have three I have three leagues. I won in all my leagues. Uh thank thank you for but I I left sixty points on my bench in one of my leagues with uh I had Shark uh from Jacksonville on my bench on my bench and I also had Brown, which I'm gonna get into John Brown on the Bills on my bench. Um I think Chark might be – if you're thinking about picking Chark up, I wouldn't really advise him maybe pick him up, but don't start him. He only had four targets, just but he caught all of them for a touchdown. That's kind of insane, like, that. especially since they're now going to have a new QB at the helm. Uh, I don't think – I think that's just a, just a weird stat that's probably not going to be repeated anytime soon. But the pickups I have is Breda. Coleman went down. That's a pretty good pickup if you want to pick up Breda. He's going to get more reps. Uh. Speaking of John Brown on the Bills, I, he's only rostered in 49% of ESPN leagues. Uh, no free ads, but that's where I got the stat from. Uh, he, and he was targeted 10 times uh, by Josh Allen. So he's getting a lot of looks. Uh, he's not even rostered in half of the uh, fantasy teams. So I think he'll be available, especially if you don't have a deep league. Um and then I would say my drops are Tony Pollard and Zeke's back. You don't need Tony Pollard. It looks like he's only gonna get a couple touches to give Zeke a break here and there, and not enough to really warrant a a roster spot. And uh you should just drop Jameis Winston. I don't if you drafted him, I don't know why you drafted him. Drop him now. Uh, I'll wait I'll wait on my sleepers and I'll let you guys have it go with any of your pickups or drops.
2: Um, yeah, I'm actually going to disagree on Winston. You kind of knew this was what was going to happen. I mean, he's an up-and-down quarterback, but he has, you know, he has, you know, massive upside. You could see 400 yards and five
0: touchdowns next week and not be that shocked or, I know, but you know I look same for, I look, again. I look it's for consistency. Like, I'm not going to, like – I'm trying to win games. I'm not trying to, like – Yes, I'm on the – You go safe and up.
2: It's – if you're in a deep, if you're in a deeper league or a two quarterback league where you have multiple quarterbacks, and you know just taking a safe option isn't is that, and there's fewer options, or that you have to start more quarterbacks, Winston is still a startable okay. quarterback. It's just risky. And then uh, my guy is Terry McLaurin. He had seven targets for the Redskins. He had 120. He had five. He turned that into five catches for 125 yards and a touchdown. I think his and when Haskins comes, bump because the two of them were have already familiar chemistry from playing together in college last year. Okay.
0: I dropped, I think I caught half of that. <laughs> is there anyone you think people should drop after watching the first week?
2: If you picked up Daryl Henderson, maybe yeah. that's not the only one where he was already kind of overpriced. and He's clearly RB3 yeah.
0: in that offense. That's one of my sleepers is uh, Brown, is the running back. He's now apparently the second string. Uh, pretty – helping old man girly with his reps so that's one of my sleepers uh, especially if girly goes down but uh, uh hiro or matt do you guys want to share what, any pickups you were, you were thinking of or if we
3: covered
1: uh for me my fantasy team did pretty good but um yeah uh i'll, I'll just say just a quick note uh someone did, like a pretty deep pickup i think only if if you have are like in a 14-man league or something like that. Uh, Philip Dorsett, I think, is a is a good pickup um, on the Patriots. He was initially – yeah, Always that's kind of I like suspended. the play. It's kind of the uh, – that's what you're betting on is him getting suspended by picking him up because uh, if Brown plays, obviously, then he's not going to see the field uh, nearly as much. But if Brown doesn't play, you know, they – if Brown gets suspended and, and they lost to Marius Thomas as well, he moves up from where he would have been like the fifth receiver. Then now he's all the way up to the third receiver behind Edelman and Josh Gordon. So, uh, I mean, last week he dropped 25 points. He had four catches, 95 yards, two touchdowns. So he looked really good. Uh, the whole team was moving and, uh, if, if you're looking for a flyer for this week, I mean, they're playing the Dolphins. So, if you don't think <laughs> that they can do that again, uh, I mean, this would be the week to have them. And, they'll, and the best thing about the Patriots is they'll play the Dolphins again. So, they get <laughs> twice. So twice.
2: Uh, yeah. yeah. If you're really risky, you throw out – you go grab – what is it, the back? If you grab Stidham and Jacoby Myers and Philip Dorsett and watch them play yeah. the second half and score <laughs> – yeah entire game's guys. The, with the, pa- to, the Patriots
0: you? are just—they're just the best team in the NFL, man. Just, it's not like they play in the worst conference or the worst, the worst division <laughs> in football.
2: I'm actually working on something. I got—I got something for that. It's not as accurate as people seem to think.
0: All right. And then—is uh, there anyone you think people should drop, Matt?
1: Um, people. Uh, someone to drop. I don't know. I. You don't have to, but. Yeah, I I kind of kept all my guys. I'm I I have Baker Mayfield as my as my quarterback, so that was not really a good decision for Week One. He did not look good, and if I can get another quarterback, that's you know I I put him on the bench and picked up Phil Rivers for this week. So uh, maybe not drop him, but
0: I I I need to see something good out of him before yeah. I play him again. I'll definitely. I'm not afraid. I'm I'm not afraid to bench a QB. I'm not like the Giants. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh and uh, Hiro, how about you? Uh, personally, I did very well actually. Um, but I think that's just because the Browns couldn't stop the tech, the the Titan. So Derrick Henry and Delaney Walker went, up, went off. Yeah, but yeah. When, when uh, Delaney
0: Walker goes off, you can't stop anything. He's an old man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but
3: uh, dropping people, um, uh I don't, I didn't drop anybody. Of note, I didn't, uh, I didn't yeah. get knee defense just because my Rams were playing, the, were playing the Saints and there's no way they're going to start. Um, yeah. But we'll wait and see. I don't really have anybody. As pick up, you, you got Brown um, seeing that Gurley has that uh, arthritis in his knee and even though they're saying he's okay, whenever they needed to punch the ball in, they brought in Brown to get those touchdowns instead of Gurley. So yeah. protecting his knee.
0: Yeah, that's he's one of my sleepers. As I stated uh, before, uh, he's just he gets a lot. Of, he's gonna get starting in more reps with Gurley, uh, just helping helping a boy out basically. Like Gurley can't take as many reps as he used to, and he's getting he's getting more touches than people thought he was. Uh, people thought Henderson was gonna come in. Drop Henderson, like Drew said, uh, he's not. He's gonna be he's RB three. Uh, my other sleeper is actually Hardman, uh, the Kansas City wide receiver. Uh, he's. He, like, I don't know. He's pretty good. Uh, and he's three kill went down. That's why I'm telling you to pick him up if you need death at wide death at wide receiver. Uh, plus Patrick Mahomes slings the ball around. He just he like spreads the ball. I don't I don't. I, there's no reason not to put him in as a flex. I wouldn't put him in as like a wide receiver one, obviously. But if you need help at wide receiver two, definitely a flex position. Uh, that's but that's my sleepers. True.
2: Uh, I'm trying to think. You can, I mean, those are kind of the guys I looked at. Uh, Darren Waller, maybe, if he's still sitting okay. there in your league. He had seven targets, which, you know, for a tight end, that's really good. Um, Terry McLaurin, who I mentioned earlier in fantasy as a pickup. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm like, uh, Devin Funches was injured for the Colts. I don't know how long he's out, but I know he's missing at least this week. So you might look at a guy like Deion Kane or Paris Campbell for like a one week rental. Okay. That's
0: not bad. Uh, Waller is only rostered in 55% of leagues and Hardman's only rostered in like 28%. So these guys are definitely probably available in your leagues. Uh, so go ahead and pick them up. Uh,
2: well, I can say for sure they're not available in our league. uh,
0: Matt, how about you? You have any sleepers per se? Uh, I feel like Dorsett
1: was probably my biggest sleeper. Uh, I also have, I have Cortland Sutton. I know Mm -hmm. that, uh, uh, the Broncos didn't look great, but he had 19 points, uh, 120 yards, seven catches. He looked he looked really good, and uh, I think he's a really good player. Rostered in 76 percent of leagues, so that I mean that that's a lot. But
2: uh, yeah, I, I think he's a good player. And It's still 25 ish percent of leagues. Yeah, I, th- I
1: think he I think he's a good player. I think he should be in in uh, on more people's teams. But my 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 sleeper is definitely Dorset because he's only rostered in 3.6 percent. So that. That would be my sleeper, and that would be a, a full-on bet on Antonio Brown being uh,
0: suspended. Okay. I think some people, if uh, you need help at the QB position, if you don't have a really good Q- QB, uh, take Josh Allen this week. Pick him up for the week. He's versing the Giants. He's only rostered in 23% of leagues. Uh, and the, the Giants are just soft over the middle, like I was saying before. And he's a pretty mobile quarterback, and the Giants have no uh, – they have no pass – Pressure like they have no QB pressure up the middle. They have no defensive end that's really going to get to them. They have decent linebackers and that's about it. And they they drop them in coverage half the time because obviously the secondary needs help. Uh, so Josh Allen's probably going to run one in, I would assume so, and he's also going to throw it over over the top on the Giants. So if you need QB help, I I, I wouldn't say I would say he's a pretty good pickup for this week at least this week. Not nah, I wouldn't say for a long run. Uh, but that's pretty much all we get, all we have. Uh, so. Uh, anyone, anyone else have any news before we go? Mm. Um, I think that's about it. All right, let's
2: see. Not unless we want to tell people at a game they're going to have already seen by the time. (laughs) Recording
0: is during the Thursday. Like like I said, we were were following the A-B situation. And also we just couldn't record earlier than today (laughs) because of our schedules. Uh, but go, uh. Go ahead and plug uh, the Twitter. Who's who's gonna handle the Twitter? <laughs> I'm handing it off to him. I'm telling you, I'm done. I'm oh,
1: handing no. it off.
2: <laughs> this is why we have an intern. Oh, no.
1: Listen, I'm I'm the intern, so I'll get the coffee and I'll handle the Twitter account. I gotta I gotta earn my. Well, due. you see, I
2: can't get coffee
1: from here. So uh, you're handling you the handle- Twitter. <laughs>
0: yeah, forget to drop. It. Oh yeah, go get him coffee. Drive it a thousand miles south, <laughs> <laughs> and then bring it back. Uh, no, uh, yeah, so plug the Twitter handle, whoever, Drew, Drew, this be the last, right. that last
2: week. So it is at T-R underscore F-A-N-A-T-I-C, so it is T-R underscore F-A-N-A-T-I-C. and,
0: uh, go ahead and, uh, Matt, if you want to share, uh, the website where people can find your Antonio Brown article to read more about it.
1: Uh, it's on, it's on my Medium account, so if you just go to Medium and look up my name, uh, Matt Bizarre, just look that up and you'll find it. Uh or if you go to my Twitter, just uh at Matt underscore Buzard. then uh and I'll i t- I'll probably tweet it out from the uh from the Fanatics Twitter account too. So okay. Check all that out.
3: So Matt actually group.
0: Yeah, Matt actually knows his uh Twitter handle by heart unlike <laughs> us.
2: I, you mean I don't know our backup account you know, I don't know my second account.
3: <laughs> hit hit no, I don't heart, even know I'm my sorry. personal one but <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, that's all we have for, uh, this episode. I hope you guys liked our Antonio Brown legal breakdown. That's why we, it's why half of us are spending, uh, thousands of dollars to go to law
3: school. Um, Tons of- <laughs> I was, I was of waiting
1: of- just for this moment.
3: Yeah. <laughs> this is why I'm going to law school.
0: Uh, so Hopefully our one breakdown of Antonio Brown's legal issues, which is not legal advice to anybody out there, especially Antonio Brown, by the way, disclaimer.
3: And, it, and it's just a legal. <laughs> no. it,
0: it was a legal rundown uh, and an analysis, but it's not advice. So we're not giving legal advice on the show. We're just talking football and we're not even that good at it. Just kidding, we're pretty decent. Uh, so, uh, so we're signing off now, so we'll see you guys next week. We'll try to get this podcast out earlier. We are terrible, terrible schedulers, but we'll try our best. Uh, but we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening.
3: Adios. See ya.